Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another instant reaction edition of Night Report Podcast. Joining me is Richie Schneiderite. Richie, this one truly came out of left field. We got a commitment from offensive guard Nick Siafani. He formerly was at Boston College and Colorado Mike, State. Mike Siafani. Mike Siafani. Jesus. Wrong one. I'm, Wrong one. I'm Wrong reading. One. I'm literally reading somebody's name named Nick right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, just how did this come together? This, this was so out of left field. Um, it's kind of interesting. So I reached out to someone trying to figure out like details on when Siafani actually entered the portal. I know we just talked about it, but it doesn't seem like we have a set um, date for whenever that happened. But clearly he entered, I'm assuming after Adazi probably got uh, canned over there in Colorado State. But uh, it makes sense, I guess, at the end of the day, three years of eligibility. You need help on the on the line, especially on the interior. Um, it's, it's pretty clear that like, it's, he might just be a depth guy, but at the end of the day, you, the depth that's currently at Rutgers isn't really depth. I would consider it. It's more like just extra baggage. I'm putting it nicely. Um, he's an intriguing one though, just because, um, the Rutgers connection for starters. Um, I did a little research. His dad played in 90, 1990, 1991, 92, played with some like really great Rutgers players. You're looking at Ray Lucas. Um, Derek McCord, Chris Brantley, Guarantano, Chris Stoll, Battaglia, Pernetti, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, not too shocking. I mean, I guess I figure when Rutgers offers a legacy kid like that, especially one that's all the way out in Colorado State, you kind of think he wants to come home. And then he gets to play for his dad's alma mater, too. So it's going to be um, – I don't know if he'll start right away. I don't think – I don't see him surpassing a guy like Reggie Sutton. It sounds like O'Neal's probably getting pushed to guard with Diorenzo or one of those two is going to start on the left side, whether it be tackling for Diorenzo guard for O'Neill, vice versa. So I, I really don't see him starting. I think this is more of a developmental guy. Um, he just uh, turned into an offensive lineman mid season last year for Colorado state. And I think if I'm right, reading this correctly, he, uh, he did win um, their offensive lineman of the year award. I don't, it's like, uh, I forget what the Rutgers one is. Um, but the, whatever the off season awards that they, that each program has. Um, so again, it's, it's an interesting addition. There's a couple unique connections. I know, um, we're kind of touching on everything right now, but the Louis Adazio one. So Steve Adazio's son, Louis was the offensive line coach over at uh, Colorado state. I don't know if he was, was he? No, I, I don't think he um, actually coached at Boston college with him, but, uh, so he actually, Louis Adazio was a GA at Ohio state when Shiano was at Ohio state. So it's another connection there. I'm sure Shiano probably talked to him and was like, Hey, what do you think of this kid? Can you play at this level? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I mean, end of the day, it's an interesting kid. Yeah. This, uh, so like you kind of touched on you, he's the son of an alum. Um, I followed the transfer portal very closely. This was not a kid we were following until just now. And a lot of times from what I can gather, Coaches and staffers will reach out to kids on the portal or on Twitter after they enter the portal, just get more contact information, get their number, email address, whatever there's, you know, how they can connect on Zoom. These guys might have already had his contact info through his dad since he's an alum. We don't really know. Uh, It looks like he did enter the portal on 
December 14th. Um, and we didn't start following after that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very curious as to how this came together now. Um, it seems like he was pretty under, he didn't even make an announcement on his Twitter that he was entering. So it sounds like this kid might be somebody who's not in it for the attention, wanted to keep it kind of quiet or on the down low. Um, but this is a kid who his PFF grades honestly weren't great this year. He graded out at a 57.5, which was 446 out of 618 qualifying mm -hmm. offensive guards. So I know that Rutgers isn't like super high on PFF grades, but it is a pretty rough relative indicator of how well you're performing. Um, but if the whole offensive line's crappy, and I don't know the whole offensive line situation at Colorado State, I imagine it's not great since Adazio got fired and he was an offensive lineman or offensive line guy at, at Florida. So he knows it better than most. Mm. So this is this is a very wait and see kind of commit from in my eyes because who knows what he can do around better alignment and with better coaching. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm just going back through like former DMs and stuff like that. Uh, I actually talked to the kid quite a bit back um, in 20, what does it say, 2018, March 2018. Um, he was actually um, a kid whose film I actually I saw and I was like, all right, shit, like you're actually pretty good. You played a little smaller school up in Massachusetts. I got to get you a rivals camp invite. Got to get you there. So we ended up getting him there. He didn't do too bad. He didn't do great. Um, I was a little shocked. Uh, Rutgers did show some interest back then, um, as you could see based on my, uh, my Twitter posts with uh, Marquise Watson, new D-line coach at Rutgers. Um, he actually had a picture with Siafani back then when Siafani was still a defensive tackle. But, uh, yeah, I, it, it, like you said, it's kind of a wait and see. He's a legacy kid, so it kind of helps uh, helps there. And then you get, you get a little in in Massachusetts too, which is an area that probably Rutgers should have pushed a little more in the past and tried to here and there. They landed guys like Zakudu who didn't work out. Um, they've offered a ton of dudes up in the UMass, New England area. It's going to be a little tougher with like uh, Mora at UConn and uh, now Don Brown at UMass. I think they're going to land a lot of kids up there, but, and then uh, on top of it, there's a 2022 preferred walk-on uh, offer out there for his uh, older or younger brother, Nick Siafani. So again, it's an interest, interesting get. I don't know how good he's going to be, but Aldrich has proven time and time again he can develop some of these guys. So he's new to the offensive line. It's more teaching. It's just going to be a similar, um, I would assume, similar teaching aspect to what he's already doing with Rainey and Ireland Brown and stuff like that. So another converted uh, defensive lineman, and I think we all know that Chiano, Chiano loves him. Yeah, touching on Massachusetts, they have – an abnormally strong class in 2023. If you look at it on rivals, I think they have, and this is pretty shocking. They have like seven four-star uh, recruits out of Massachusetts this year. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I can't remember there ever being more than like two. The more I think of it, it's more of these, um, it's these prep schools. They're getting better and better each year. Um, trying to pull up the 2023 class now. I think I've seen a couple of them in person. Uh, Akunla, Akunla Lola. I think it's pronounced actually. Mm -hmm. He's a phenomenal kid. I think his older brother is, um, I forget his first name, but he's another kid that just committed somewhere. Uh, Preston Zinter, I think he's a Michigan legacy. He's probably going to end up there. Rapplier, Rutgers is pursuing. Penn State's pursuing. Um, I think he just landed a bunch of other offers too. Um, Ohio State's right there. Wisconsin. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good kids up there. And it's not all just these prep schools but majority of the time you'll see massachusetts and connecticut kids are probably the better ones the highly ranked ones are from those prep schools most of the time you'll see it's like hun like you'll see a kid from north carolina and florida and 
but at the end of the day, they're going to be ranked as Massachusetts kids because they're playing high school ball there. Yeah, and there is one kid on this. There is a four-star who currently goes to school with uh, uh, Mike's brother. This guy, Ronan Hennepin, he goes to Buckingham, Brown, and Nichols. That's the same school that uh, both Mike and his younger brother went mm-hmm. to. Is this younger brother, Nick? Is that where it got messed up? Uh, yes, um, younger brother's Nick Siafani. He's down okay. there. He's at BB, BBNN, which yep. so, uh, I forget what it stands for. Buckingham. It's Buckingham, Brown, and Nichols. Something like that. Yeah, there's so many. That That's a long one. That's that's a little excessive there. Let's get rid of that. Yeah, so you, you got to wonder if that kind of gives us any sort of in with this kid, uh, given that we're going to have two guys on, or potentially could have two guys on the roster from his high school. Yeah, I'm actually uh, looking at Nick's Twitter. If you look at it, there's a picture with um, – with Ray Rice and Nick and Mike, all on Rutgers. Oh, side. really? All on Rutgers wow. here. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. A little interesting. But uh, if they can land Nick Siafani, that's that's an intriguing one. Because if you get him, his brother, as a PWO, this is a kid that, like, Louis Adazio and uh, Steve Adazio were confident enough to send a, an official offer to. Yeah, so, he was committed there, too. Yeah, uh, it's not like he's committed. Been, like a nobody in terms of uh 2022 kid. And that would be a hell of a late get for a PWO. Is he currently uncommitted? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't talked to him. Since, um, <clears throat> According I actually, to rivals, he is. Yeah, I believe he is uncommitted, actually. I think once uh, Adazio left, that was kind of it. But if you look at his recent tweets, um, he just retweeted um, Louis Adazio's addition, or Louis Adazio getting hired at Nevada as their all-line coach. I think that happened yesterday, technically. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they offered him. So, it's, again, it's going to be tough, but we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, so guys, I wish we had a little bit more information, but this one did just kind of come out of nowhere. And so we're just we're still trying to figure out what's going on fully. But we wanted to give you the instant reaction because uh, this was another transfer portal commit. And I imagine that, you know, there's we wanted to talk a little bit more about. uh, So we have the scholarship chart on the site. And Richie, it seems like you had some information about like scholarships and how they might work that we might not have thought of before. Yeah, so. Yeah, so no, most of the time looking at these, I know a lot of people bring it up on the boards too. Um, we tend to think that when they get a scholarship, when a kid gets a, a walk-on gets a scholarship, he's automatically like a four-year kid. Like he's getting that scholarship at least four years. That's not necessarily true from what I was told today. Um, so technically the walk-ons, as long as they don't add it their freshman year or when they first arrive on campus or their, I think it's just their first academic year technically. It, it's a yearly basis thing. So it's not like, like, for example, a kid like Christian Dremel, who I think earned it his sophomore year or second year with the program, which might have been redshirt freshman, whatever you want to call it. Um, he technically would be a kid that wouldn't be a four-year scholarship kid. So he's on there currently because I wasn't 100% sure. I'm still working out the details on that one. So that one might not be there. So that might bring it down to 90, but you're still, you're still at 90. You still got to cut weight. And now you just add it a – 20th almost i think they're up near 20 over 20 offensive linemen scholarship guys right now um and that that one's like a cold hard fact like these are all scholarship kids uh pierce was added to scholarship i was told that's probably a four-year thing i would assume um because i think he got added year one when he first arrived yeah back in 2020 um but yeah, what one two three four five six seven eight nine ten there's 12 freshman eligibility scholarship guys there's five more sophomores, I guess technically six now, if you count. Um, I can't even think of his name, Siafani. Then another five juniors. Then there's two seniors now, and Pallian and DiRenzo. And uh, there's, there's got to be weight cut somewhere. And 
I need know you can probably pick and choose, but like it's it's gonna be interesting to see. There's probably you still gotta cut at least five scholarships before before fall. And technically, um, probably more because they're still pursuing a guy like Willie Tyler. But them taking Siafani probably tells me Willie Tyler's still leaning towards SMU more, although he did tell us it was a 50-50 shot. We'll see what happens there. He's gonna decide. Originally, he was supposed to decide yesterday, but now he's very indifferent. And he's really like having a tough time here in term, terms of staying in Texas, Texas area where he played ball already or going to play at Rutgers and you get to play back maybe in your hometown. I don't know if Rutgers plays at Wisconsin, actually, but well, home state, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know they do like those cycles where like you play those teams like every. So that's the other thing. Um, that's a little tidbit I'm going to drop on the board in a bit, too. Um, if you if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw me retweet the Penn State change their entire schedule for 2022 um that's gonna be announced wednesday the big 10 is redoing everyone's schedule for example penn state switched their bye week switched the big 10 opponent and switched their rivalry game to the last game of the season so Rutgers will not be playing penn state at the last game of the season that's good interesting it's a plus because I, I i think Rutgers should get back into this rivalry week thing and try to get like either make, make it maryland at the end of the year yeah which which would be the ideal but um we don't know what's going to happen Wednesday. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'd keep an eye on the Rutgers website. That's scarletknights.com because that's where they'll probably update before anyone. Yeah, there's like those FBS future schedules and stuff, but it's going to be uh, interesting to see who they change and where they change. I, I'm still expecting BC to be the opener. I'm kind of hoping it is too because like I'm kind of planning. Well, they can't it. really change the out-of-conference schedule at this point, right? I don't think so, but I think they can move around dates if they really wanted to as long as they both teams agree. And yeah, I, I, for example, like a Wagner, like is Wagner really going to oppose that when they want all they need is the, basically from what I was told, Wagner really needs money. So it's like they're, they'll probably do whatever Rucker says. <laughs> but um, yeah, go, I, I want to go back to the Siafani thing a little bit. Um, 6'3", 290 is not your average. I guess that's probably the average size of the offensive line right now. It's a little smaller than what Greg is kind of recruiting now. I know Greg likes he's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six ballers, but uh He's got a couple of good games under his belt. Like it's hard to judge the first game. I'm looking at like 70, 70 plus pass blocking grade in his first three games as an offensive lineman. That's not the worst considering he just switched midseason. Um, he did have 50 snaps as a starter against Utah state and Utah state's not a bad program. Um, seven, another 74.1. Like he's, he's not awful, but then you, there's a big drop off in a couple of those games, but we're not going to talk about those ones. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you might have been a little dinged up this year too. So, I mean, this is a this is a trust the staff edition here. Um, I don't, based on what I'm seeing, it's not nearly as exciting as a Dorenzo pickup. Um, you got to hope that they really see something in this kid, where they see a starter, they see a guy who has only started sort of started to touch his potential on the offensive line. So. Yeah, um, it's just a kid that will cl watch closely in, in spring and in, in the summer. Yeah, well, like we said before, like it's it's not going to be easy for Rutgers in this portal. It's like especially with offensive linemen, you're not going to land the studs of the studs. DiRenzo, yes, it's a little bit of a di different situation because he's a Jersey kid. He's a South Jersey kid, but there's not many of those just walking around the portal. So that's why it's yeah. like you need a guard and like they looked at Dunlap, but it sounds like Texas passed on Dunlap. Rutgers passed on him kind of once. And now it's like Dunlap, Dunlap might be shit out of luck. 
Now, do they take them? If you could push other people out, yeah, of course you take them because you're probably better than half the guards they have currently. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if he's not going to – he's another one who got dinged up and just wasn't the same afterwards. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. Willie Tyler is another one. People are like, why uh, texting me, why are they taking another tackle? Why would they even push him? Like, do you understand how bad the depth is here? There's bodies, yeah. but there's no depth. Yep. So like, and we're taking seven freshmen in. And ideally, you don't play any of them. Like, we don't want to have to play a true freshman in the Big Ten on the offensive line. We were forced into it this year with guys like Rainey and Zelenskis, and mm-hmm. somehow they kept their head above water. That's not something you want every year. Yeah, and especially, like, with Gavin back there now, and you don't really have a QB room there at the moment. You have Vedral behind him, who's serviceable. Evan Sivan maybe serviceable. We don't really know yet. Um, after that, you have a preferred walk on. Who? I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll win the national championship like Stenson Bennett. <laughs> Yeah, man, what a wild game last night. That was, that was, uh, that was uh, pretty interesting to say. That it was like three quarters of brutally ugly football, and then there was, mm-hmm. what, three long touchdowns at the end of the game? Yeah, it, it's, it was bad in the beginning. Um, wide receivers hurt Bama. That kind of threw everything off. I think if Mechie was healthy, and I think if uh, the other kid who got hurt is healthy. Jameson Williams. Yeah. Might have won. But besides the point um, – <clears throat> Yeah, Rucker, Rutgers is just going to keep pursuing linemen. It sound, it seems like the fact that they keep doing this between pursuing Dunlap, between adding DiRenzo, adding uh, Siofani, pursuing Tyler, they're confident that they're going to have space somewhere, whether that be at a wide receiver leaving, a tight end, an offensive lineman, who you'd think will probably notice they're like fifth on the depth chart now and just dip, but we'll see. It's going to be uh, really interesting. And like I said, this one – um. I'm going to question the staff on this one. I'm not going to lie, but at the end of the day, it's not my job to develop him. So I can do that. Yeah, for sure. Based on what he's shown uh, in terms of his grades and his kind of performances, it's a big question mark compared yeah. to um, uh, so the other guys we're pursuing. Yeah. It's so hard without tape too. Like it's, there's zero tape out there and it's like, yeah, his defensive line tapes out there and that's, you can only take so much away from that. Like, yeah. And it's not good defensive line tape. So it's, I don't know. But again, like you said, Adazio is very well known for offensive linemen. So yeah, we'll what happens there. Some kind of small breaking news here. It looks like some staff members just started following his, his younger brother, the, kind of, the kid we referenced. So don't be surprised if he takes an official visit uh, with his older brother um, in sometime in the next week or so. I wouldn't be shocked if he um, took an official visit this weekend. I know um, I didn't yeah. post on the board yet. I meant to, and I slipped my mind actually. Uh, Sean Ryan's visiting this weekend official um sam Gotti, uh trenton central high school linebacker who's probably i thought was gonna get a yukon offer but now i'm not sure either way he's a very good pwo kid um he sounds like he's ready to like commit on the spot if uh like he's talking to fraser nonstop. i was told um he's very um he's an intriguing linebacker he's just not he has no weight but add some weight to him who knows maybe you steal another one out of trenton central Who's produced Holland Pierce? That's and, Holland Pierce, yeah. Uh, it's not just him though. Jair Brown, the starting safety over uh, at Penn State, who went to JUCO at a Trenton Central, and okay. was uh, I think he was all PFF like second team, third team, or something, or all PFF Big Ten first team, second team, whatever it was. So I mean, they're, they're producing guys. It's it's a good uh, good little uh, connection to have. Little pipeline. Yeah, Trenton's always had athletes. It's just they've had a lot of trouble getting qualified and getting attention out yeah. of uh, Trenton, and I think all that's right. getting better, but. Yeah, no, it's definitely getting a lot better, though. Um, it's going to be interesting. But, well, yeah, I mean, 
okay get for Rutgers. It's going to be um, a to be determined for me. I'm not going to put a grade on this one. So just a wait and see approach. Um, but three years. So, I mean, you can kind of make something work from that. For sure. Uh, but we appreciate you guys tuning in. And that's been our instant reaction to this. Movie. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.